Welcome to the CU Strategy Forum podcast, a podcast designed especially for credit union leaders. Our goal is to bring you the latest strategic resources for growing your profitability and membership. Whether your credit union has 10,000 or 10 million members, we think you'll find today's conversation valuable. Yeah, so it's my, my honor to be able to introduce uh, Steph Luck. Steph is a, uh, a sales leader at Trellens, responsible for the development and growth of her credit union partnerships. She has uh, 14 years of experience working for and with credit unions, um, gaining in-depth industry knowledge uh, and expertise uh, to, serve as their strate- to serve as credit union strategic partners. You know, I'd like to express my gratitude for our relationship with with Trellens. You know, navigating the complexities of of data analysis and then being able to transform that into something meaningful and and human-centric is an extremely difficult challenge. And so you have to have a dedicated and responsive partner who understands uh, um, your vision and who works relentlessly to support that. Um, so I'm looking forward to Steph's presentation. I'm sure it's going to bring some valuable uh, insight. Thanks. Hello. Good to see so many familiar faces this year. Man, the last year has sure flown by. I uh, appreciate you all showing up today. And while I am in sales, I promise you this is not a sales, sales presentation or timeshare presentation in any way. <laughs> we want this to be highly educational and aligned with this conference, which is all about the data strategy. So before we get into things, since chat GPT has been a very hot topic for a while, I was, of course, playing around with it because I wanted to come in with a hot opener. And AI can be our, our co-presenter today. It goes along with our data maturity journey and the different technology that we have available. So I'm going to turn it over to ChatGPT real quick to, uh, to open our session for us. So welcome, folks. Today, we'll be diving into the world of data and analytics. And if you're thinking, oh boy, this is going to be a snooze fest, I promise you it won't be. I mean, who doesn't love a good road trip, right? Well, think of data and analytics as the GPS of your journey. Without them, you'd be lost, like my sense of direction. And who knows, by the end of this trip, you might just fall in love with data and analytics. Just don't tell your significant other, or they might get jealous. Now, ChatGPT doesn't know me that well, but it was definitely right about the sense of direction. I thought it was hilarious and very relevant to today's topic. So really, when we think about the data maturity plan, there's a couple of myths that we're going to be busting as we go through our road trip together. And one of those big ones is that you have to have this full enterprise-wide vision, this full strategy, and you have to get everything in place before you can get started. And that's certainly not true. And so today, we'll talk about really what's important to your credit union as far as business goals and challenges, identify where you're at today, and then talk about a couple of accelerators to get to the next phase. And then at the end, we'll wrap up with some tips of how data-driven credit unions have found success along the way. It will be interactive. I'll be asking for you all to raise your hands and kind of identify who's where um, in the room. So please get your hands warmed up and ready and and appreciate you all joining in with us. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. I see (laughs) you. All right. So just like with any good road trip, 
we have to look at, where, again, where we're starting and what the full journey looks like. So just to get started, I think it'd be helpful to kind of outline the areas we typically see credit unions fall in as they're going through, we'll say their cross-country road trip through data and analytics. So the first pillar is data management. And this is all about where you get your data organized, make sure that it's quality, that it's accurate, so you can go ahead and use it to get to the next phases and use it to really drive decisions within your credit union. The next one tends to be descriptive analytics. So if we follow the road trip metaphor, think of this one as kind of looking in your, your rear view window to see what happened, what has happened at the credit union, what are the trends we're seeing when it comes to member behavior, loans, deposits, anything of that nature to really take a look at, again, what are those historical trends. Then moving on to predictive analytics, this is more about looking through your windshield, looking ahead at what's to come by taking into account what's happened in the past and then leveraging that to get insights into what could happen into the future. From there, we get into prescriptive, which is where I think everyone really strives to be. Again, not to say you have to go through each of these in a certain order to get to prescriptive. You can absolutely make jumps. But prescriptive is really marrying everything together, and it kind of acts as your GPS on the journey, where it's letting you know what has happened, what could happen, and then informing you of actions that you could take, or what could happen if you take certain actions to then drive the outcome that you're looking for. So again, one common misconception, I, you'll hear me say this a lot um, in our presentations or if we ever chat one-on-one, -on -one, you do not need to follow each of these sequentially, like a straightaway from Illinois to Iowa. You could follow this like a windy mountain road. And if you have a specific business challenge that you're looking to solve and predictive analytics is the best aligned to help you do that, you can absolutely get there. The key is figuring out what data you need to solve that problem, making sure that data is accurate and easily accessible, and then you can use it to solve for a specific project. So we call those kind of small wins and building momentum as you continue on your journey. That said, the data management piece is the other one I want to highlight. So that's, um, think of it as your kind of service stop for your vehicle, right? So you don't just do that one time and then drive your car into the ground. You have to do that consistently. And that's really the key with data management is making sure that as you're going along on your journey, you're continuing to check in with your data management, your data quality, and making sure that that's exactly where you expect it to be and have processes in place to make sure that it stays quality and, and accurate for you. So I mentioned the data management pit stop is really like the service station. So now what we'll do is dive into some of the key hints um, that might help you figure out where you're at as far as your credit union's pit stop. And then we'll talk about some ways that you can accelerate to get to the next level. So if you're thinking that you want to break down data silos and really centralize your data, that could be a primary hint that you're getting started with the data management piece. Another key goal we hear from credit unions in this phase is that they need an architecture in place to store and integrate their data across the credit union. And then last but not least, that they want to improve data quality. So for anyone in the room, do any of these sound like some primary goals that your credit union is focused on currently? And if you do, please raise your hand. Awesome. Great. And, and it may be, again, beginning phases of the journey, or you could be well on your way and just making the stop back at, at the data management pillar, because that's, again, an ongoing piece that you want to make sure you're keeping tabs on. 
So when it comes to the data management pit stop, there's a couple of accelerators that we wanted to share to really help you get to that next level and make sure that you have good data management practices in place. First of all, you'll want to evaluate your talent and resources. So assess your staff and your tech stack to determine whether you need to engage maybe an outside partner for help with this piece or if this is something you could handle internally. The other big component of this is looking at your infrastructure. And I know this is a hot topic for many credit unions to decide if maybe if you're on-prem today, does that make sense? Does that give you the flexibility and capabilities that you'll need for the long term? Or might it make sense to look at your infrastructure now as you're just getting started and look at potential options with the cloud or other alternatives to ensure that you have something that will be scalable going into the future? Next, you'll want to begin with a roadmap or just one goal. So we say start small, start somewhere. If you have the time, the resources, the budget to go ahead and build a full enterprise-wide data solution, absolutely that's a great start and you can build your full roadmap from there. If that's not feasible or you're still kind of dipping your toe in the water of data and analytics to figure out what it can do to drive the credit union forward, we're always big supporters of quick wins. So again, that's identifying you know, maybe a strategic priority or business goal that could be pushed forward with data and then figuring out what data you need to be able to address that challenge or goal. So you can see that quick win and start to build that momentum and that data culture that's really needed within the credit union. And then last but not least, commit by building a cross-functional team. So you'll hear this a couple times throughout the presentation. Really, data is an enterprise-wide asset and solution. And each business unit knows their data best. So one key accelerator is to really get different leaders of business units involved to continue to be stewards of that data from their business unit and continue to be part of the team that helps to build that data strategy. So you never want to just have one champion of data or one data expert within the credit union. It's really about getting all of the different business lines and leaders involved. So moving on to the next phase with descriptive analytics. So again, this one relies heavily on looking to the past and seeing the trends that have happened. Most credit unions um, that are looking to move forward in this pit stop want to be able to identify trends and track KPIs and other metrics. So a couple of hints that you're in this phase would be looking to more deeply understand your members, know how frequently certain events occur, or you want to monitor, benchmark, or be able to do some peer comparisons on metrics like product performance, deposits, and loan growth. So how about a show of hands for any of you that feel like those sound like some key goals that your credit union's focused on right now? Got a couple in descriptive? Awesome. Wonderful. Well, for those of you that are there or those of you that are looking to get there, again, a couple of key accelerators to help you on that journey. So we talked about data quality a lot with data management. I won't hone in on that one too much. Um, but the next step from there is really making sure that your teams are educated to understand the importance of data, to understand their role that they play in data. I mean, that goes all the way down to you know frontline staff and tellers, what they're putting into the system, your loan origination, um, LO, how am I forgetting that? Lenders. <laughs> um, they're called so many different things at credit unions now. But anyone that is inputting member information into systems, they are a key player in data. So helping to educate your staff about that importance is key. 
Next, you'll want to automate as much as possible. So if there is any way you can build workflows to generate reports quickly and automatically and on a recurring basis, that's really going to help remove that friction and help make data more accessible to everyone within the credit union that could benefit from it. And then you'll want to make sure that your data is actionable. Um, I want to go back to that with the automate piece. This is really getting into the visualization side of things. So a lot of times data can be pretty complex. And for a lot of us, we still live in the fun world of Excel spreadsheets where you're trying to combine different data sets to figure out a story. If you can create an easy visual to understand and one that you can filter and adjust based again on the needs of the different business units, that's really going to be key to again helping build that overall culture and making it accessible to those that need it and something that's easy to digest and easy for them to understand. The last one I'll mention is culture. So I, I touched on this a moment ago and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later in the presentation. One of the biggest um, success factors I hear from credit unions and that we, we started talking about early on in the journey is understanding that really shifting to making data-driven decisions is more of a cultural shift than even a technological one. You know, a lot of us have succeeded very well on understanding our past experiences and making decisions based on what we've seen from the past. But when we can pull together all of the data and really use that to drive decisions, that's going to be key. And shifting that culture to doing that, asking each other, what's the data to support this decision? Or what's the data that we could use to maybe solve this problem that we haven't used in the past? It's even asking those questions that will help to shift that culture and start getting people to think in a little bit different way. So from there, we move on to predictive analytics. This is one of my favorite ones to talk about. Um, this is, I would say, probably the, the top topic with credit unions that are looking to get started. And a lot of times you'll hear that you know, we don't necessarily have budget or timing, but we, we know we want to get started and we want to know what's going to provide us the most speed to value and the best ROI. And predictive is one of those key pieces that can help the credit union to do that. So for anyone that might be in this phase, you're typically looking at solving for things like targeting member segments, under segmenting your members, understanding what might be a good solution for them, um, knowing which members are likely to leave the credit union so you can proactively re-engage them, and maybe offering members the next most relevant solution for their financial needs. So based on a couple of those indicators, who in the room would say they're in the predictive analytics phase? By show of hands. Not quite yet, seeing some, some, some hand raise. Good, we got a mixed group here. Well, again, good news is you don't have to follow through all of descriptive and, and all those pieces we talked about before you can get here. We can absolutely look at the data that's needed for the project and go ahead and solve for a specific um, different predictive analytics model. For example, the most common um, business cases we hear credit unions want to solve for are just those I mentioned. The next best product, what's the next, next most likely product that will resonate with a member or help them with their financial needs. Next best action, that goes beyond even the product level. Looking at member behavior, what could be something we could do as far as building the relationship? Um, you'll sometimes hear if a credit union looks through a member's history and you see their big Amazon users as an example. Maybe you send out a token of appreciation that's an Amazon gift card and that'll definitely resonate with them because that's where they shop and it shows that you know them on, a, on another level. And then member attrition is another big scenario that we hear. Again, looking proactively to say who's likely to leave and what can we do to get them to stay. 
So for those in this phase, a couple of big accelerators I'll share with you is to really assess your computing power. So with predictive and, and when we get into prescriptive, this starts to require more computing power than the other pillars that we've talked about before. Um, for predictive analytics, you'll hear that a lot of partners especially start to pull in machine learning and AI. So you'll want to assess your computing power to make sure that it can support that. From there, you'll want to make sure that you align data with business goals. So just like we were talking about before, um, this is a great pillar to jump into. If you have a goal of maybe preventing member attrition, start there. And then you can say, okay, what data do we need to kind of predict which members are likely to leave? What are some of those key indicators that show us someone is likely to leave the credit union? Maybe you're seeing that their direct deposit stopped coming in or they have loan payments going elsewhere. So it's really, again, kind of thinking outside of the box, what are some of those things that can help indicate that? Um, if you work with a partner, they may have that built out already based on experience working with other credit unions and, and other financial service companies that have seen what those most likely indicators are. And then last but not least, create a plan of action. So predictive analytics, as well as descriptive, is only as meaningful as the action that you take. So this is the next key. Predictive analytics will give you a, a report of members, let's say, that are likely to leave, but what you do with it from there is really where the rubber hits the road. So if you end up extracting that to put it into maybe your marketing solution and, and what your outreach looks like to those members, there's a lot of ways that you could address it, but you don't just stop as, at getting the list, right? <laughs> you actually have to do something with it. Um, so that's the key is putting together a plan of what will you do now that you know who's likely to leave or you know what next best product um, to offer to your members. And that could be through different channels, um, maybe some customized landing pages. There's lots of creative things going on out there, especially on the marketing side, that can help you to target those members and really execute on the information that predictive analytics gives you. All right, so moving on to prescriptive analytics. So with this one, again, we'll do another show of hands. Typically, we hear credit unions in this phase are looking to understand the impact of their product decisions, they want to identify the most member re-engagement strategies that are most likely to work, or they want to prepare for the impact of various economic conditions. So anyone in this room, would you say that some of your key business objectives are aligned with the prescriptive analytics pit stop? No? All right. I would say this one's the most challenging and, and tends to be where I think there's a lot more questions about really what could it do for us, what's the impact that it could have for the credit union and for our members. And as we get into that, some of the accelerators that we'll talk through. So similar to the other pillars that we had talked about, you want to identify a key opportunity or problem. Um, if you get in really again into that business goal or objective, that'll help you hone in on the data that you need. And you can understand a couple of different scenarios when you get into prescriptive. So the, the number one thing that comes to mind for me is CECL. Um, that's top of mind for a lot of credit unions. And there's different methodologies that you can use to calculate CECL. Um, a lot of times, if you work with a partner, you have a platform, you can adjust what the economic kind of feel is, right? If it's positive, negative, neutral. And that'll impact what your CECL calculations or reserves need to be. So it's similar to prescriptive. That's a very very slimmed down version, um, but it's an example like that that could show you what the impact would be and what would that mean for the credit union, and you can decide which action to take from there. 
Uh, with prescriptive, you'll also want to assemble that interdepartmental team. And this will really be key to pull in those technological experts, whether that's someone within the credit union or through a partner that you work with. Because prescriptive, just like predictive, really relies heavily on machine learning and AI to build out those predictions and to help build out those scenarios based on what could happen. So you'll want to make sure that you have folks who understand how to use that technology. And all of that is underlined by, again, having solid data management practices in place. We talked before about preparing your data, so I won't hone more, much more in on that because we, we did talk through data management, which is key and then determining access to the right tools. So again, that goes back to the infrastructure piece and do you have the right resources, technology, and people in place to be able to move forward with prescriptive. If you don't have that in-house, again, there's a lot of partners that you could look to or even connect with your other credit unions that might be at this point on their journey that could help you out with some ideas. All right, so cruising right along um, with the winding road of data and analytics, Again, it's not a straight journey, and I think that's actually a great thing. And we've identified a few key reasons why we do actually see this as a benefit to credit unions instead of having to think of this as a linear journey. So we'll talk through each of these in more detail. The first one, prerequisites are overrated. <laughs> I know I honed in a lot on data management, and that is, of course, key. Um, but don't get caught up in thinking that you have to have everything perfectly compiled or every piece of data accurate. It's really, if you're starting with those small wins or those specific projects, making sure you have that data honed in. And then you can continue to build momentum from there. But don't allow prerequisites to get in the way of you getting started uh, with using data and analytics within the credit union. Next difference is celebrated. So I've mentioned before, you know, in talking with the number of credit unions throughout the US, there's a difference with budget, there's a difference with need and with timelines. And the great thing about this being kind of a choose your own adventure um, style story is that you can really get started at any point and choose if you're gonna plan out a cross-country road trip or if you're just gonna take a short Sunday drive. And there's a lot of, again, other credit unions and partners that are in the space that would be happy to talk through that and give you some ideas of how you could do that. Next, there's always more to do. So this one is really encouraging you to remember that you don't have to get caught up on done or perfect. Um, data management and, and getting the most out of your data is an ever-evolving effort, especially because of the shifts that we see in our market with our members and just the way we do business. You want to make sure that your approach to data and analytics is agile and flexible. So there really is no endpoint. I think that's one of the misnomers that comes into play when we think of the data and analytics journey being linear, that there's some endpoint that we're trying to achieve. I wouldn't say we know what that is yet. <laughs> Especially look at, you know, ChatGPT kind of popped up out of nowhere. Who knows what the next technological advancement could be that could help us to continue to drive our business forward and help us serve our members better. Next, means to the ends can vary. So what we'll see sometimes um, get credit unions caught up or maybe slow them down in their journey is that they follow a very process-based approach. Um, especially if you start with a data strategy, there's a lot of time and effort that's put in up front to figure out how we're going to go through this technological and cultural shift. And while that is absolutely important, 
Um, just keep in mind the original goal of why you're getting started on the journey in the first place so that you don't have the, the process or the time kind of shift you away from it or you're just going through steps because it's you know what a consultant had told you or what you saw as far as a strategy goes. If you always tie it back to your business goals and challenges, that's really going to keep you moving forward in the right direction and not have you kind of land with, okay, we have a data management and strategy in place, now what? and still kind of asking, what, what do we actually do with the data? What could that mean for us? And the next is data culture is transformative. So again, this is really a cultural shift within a lot of credit unions, and they all are varied on the spectrum, uh, uh, even amongst business units within one credit union. You might see some business units like lending, probably always used to using data, right? But it may not have been as prevalent in, let's say, marketing before, but now that's picking up because predictive analytics is so powerful on the marketing side. So again, thinking about that cultural shift is really going to be key. Um, getting those business leaders involved in understanding the data that they have access to. And I think the other key piece is if you have someone um, or can partner with someone that has the technical knowledge as well as the business knowledge of the credit union, that's really the secret sauce. Because then you have the person who can say, okay, what data do we need to solve for this business problem? Where can we get this data from? Um, and, and I think with data, part of the power comes from the questions that you ask. So if you go into it with an open mindset and see what story it's telling instead of trying to make it tell a story, that's really gonna help push you forward and see the other opportunities that might be out there as far as how you could solve some of those business goals that you have. All right, so I had mentioned earlier that working with credit unions that have become, in, become data driven, we've really identified some best practices of those credit unions. So I wanted to make sure we ended on that note of some best practices that you could take away and hopefully put into play right away at your credit union. Number one, begin with a roadmap. So it's fitting for our analogy today, of course, when you're taking a road trip, you have a roadmap of where you're, you're gonna wanna go. Again, that roadmap could be a long-term five-year strategy or a full enterprise-wide strategy, or it could be a short-term one project-based approach, and then you figure out what your next pit stop is going to be from there. No matter what, just have that roadmap in place, no matter how big or small it is. From there, keep it standard, simple, and scalable. So going back to the standard, that's around standardizing your data management and your data practices to make sure you always have high-quality data to work with. And then simple and scalable is keeping in mind that you're going to need to continue to evolve, to be flexible, to be agile. So as you're thinking ahead about your data roadmap overall, make sure that it's something that is simple enough to take action on and scalable to support you well into the future. Next, be realistic with your resources. So I think this again goes back to, you know, what do you have capacity to take on right now? And being realistic about the talent and the tech stack that you have in place and how that could support you. So there's absolutely credit unions that are successful with kind of a DIY approach to data and analytics. And then there's others that do decide to partner um, with others in the credit union organization or credit union space. That could be an option as well. Um, there's also kind of a marriage of the two, where some credit unions do really well with DIY internally, and then they get to a certain point that they need to pull in an expert. Lots of ways that you could go about your journey, um, but just take assessment of your resources, looking at your technology as well as your talent. 
and then have an internal champion or three. Uh, so again, making sure that you have folks that are leaders of the business units that understand the impact of data and that are part of that internal um, championship team to encourage pushing that needle forward. And one of the things that stuck with me was at the Gartner conference last year. Um, Amazon had come up and talked about how they built their data culture. And I think you might actually know this, Seth, <laughs> but they had said even from the top down, one big shift for them was just asking those questions. Say, okay, I understand that you know this is a goal for the department. What data supported that? Or you know, have you looked at the data to determine if that's a feasible goal? So ask each other those questions to continue to drive that culture forward on a daily basis. Remove done from the vocabulary. So I had, I had mentioned that again on a previous slide of continue to think of this as an iterative approach and know that there's not necessarily done because things are moving so fast um, that there's always going to be potential of what could be done with data as technology continues to evolve and business needs continue to evolve. So don't let perfect or done stop you. Go ahead and get started with at least a small project to keep building that momentum and seeing that success. And then last but not least, measuring success. So of course we measure what matters. And this is one of the key questions I hear from credit unions um, in calls as of the last year, year and a half, is to say, what is the actual impact to ROI? What could we see this return be for our credit union? And some of that gets a little bit squishy, frankly, right? Because if you look at predictive analytics as an example, you could get a really powerful list of members to reach out to that are likely to leave the credit union. Now, the results of that could be impacted by what outreach is done, what is the verbiage that's used. So there are other factors that come into play, but as much as you can measure what that member attrition, as an example, looks like before you use predictive versus after, that's gonna be really helpful as you continue to try and build that culture and get that buy-in from leadership teams to show, hey, we've put this into play and, and this, this, these are the results that we've seen. All right, so to, to end with our chat GPT musings, I thought this was a good one. Why did the credit union hire a data analyst? To find out why everyone kept calling their loans outstanding. <laughs> a little, little nerd humor, <laughs> had to end with that one. <laughs> All right, I know, good, good groans. Today's CU Strategy Podcast is brought to you by 454 Creative a digital marketing agency with extensive experience developing websites and marketing strategies for credit unions. 454 Creative is ready to help design your brand, define your strategy, and deliver your story to your community and grow your members. Visit 454creative.com cu today to learn more and get a free website review.